I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Good afternoon, Gabby. Good afternoon, TC, and welcome all to our weekly podcast, The Current View, with the Order of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. And if you're listening to the free first half on either Acast or Spotify, you can follow the links on our socials and access the full podcast via Apple or become a Patreon, all the W's.patreon.com forward slash SRB Media. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Current View or on Facebook. Now it's The Current View weekly podcast we'll go into that in the short while tc or the group which is still the current view thanks so much for your support it's greatly appreciated what a mad week it's been oh and let me tell you something it's going to get even madder not only with football but with life in general but yeah. at least we're on the right lines well i'm paul now not gabby because i'm locked out of gabby and i can't get back in i mean i used to have more success getting back in when my ex missus locked me out but facebook it's a different kettle of fish so i've posted up now tc the new podcast is the current view weekly podcast so we can post on that the group all stays the same everything is still the same but I am now Paul Collins and not Gabby Cabby. We've just changed it slightly. So what we've done, we've made the real Paul Collins stand up. You certainly have, and he's standing up. He's loud and proud, and he's been looking at all these magic moments and all these games of football. So what have you sourced for us, TC? Well, I've always been, this last few months, I've been in the Premier League, and there's been some <laughs> absolutely cracking goals, some fabulous balls played, so splitting defences. Uh, but I thought a couple of those goals have got deflections which helped them. I'm going for the Fulham goal. Um, oh, yeah. The ball's played into the corner, which is a great ball. It's played back out, played back in, and uh, Morokovic, is it, what was his name? Mitrovic. Mitrovic, you know, uh, Mitrovic it scored a goal. Great move, uh, and it's about time I started giving our championship teams uh, more headlines. And get away, not from the Premier League, but not give them all the glory all the time. Absolutely, TC. It's a bugbear of mine, to be fair. Match of the day. I think that it should be the match of the day. I think it shouldn't be a PR um, tool for the Premier League. I think it should be what it used to be all those years ago. It played games from the first division, the second division, the third division. Don't really recall a fourth division game being played, even back in the uh, early 70s. But certainly I remember games from the top three divisions. Well, all the money they get from the uh, TV rights, uh, live and everything else, what goes with it. It would be nice to to see some of our teams back on match day and give them a bit more um, uh, money-boosting incentives to try and play attractive football and get them on there. But... We need we need our local teams uh, to be get back on match a day. It's not fair. No, absolutely. it's about time we it's about time that we stood up for it. And I certainly I'm going to start standing up and saying, right, we need this. We want some of this. 
I also think match of the day could uh, do an historical game as well. You could roll the, the clock back and pick a game from 1975. I've just picked that out of the air. But it could be any year. And you uh, you play a 10-minute highlight of a game uh, back then. And you could have a former player that played in that game talk about that game yeah. of his life. Uh, it's something I do on a podcast and I enjoy doing it. But it, it just strikes me that the people that run football these days are not bothered about anything other than a Super League, an Elite League and the Premier League. Well, uh, ITV4 do uh, yes, the big do. match we visit, don't they? <clears throat> yes, they do, yes. You know, and that's getting more popular, you know. Yeah, it is, yeah. Paul, it's yeah. getting more popular. <laughs> so, so, at the end of the day... You're right. I'm I'm all for it, and let's you know, let's start pushing it. Let's start pushing it because the BBC have dictated to us we buy the licenses for long enough. Absolutely, you know, it is a license-paying broadcasting organisation, and it just should not be a promotion tool for the Premier League, which arguably is the richest football league on the planet. I don't agree with it. Never have done. Never will do. But what I do love is Backpass magazine, the retro football magazine, and uh, on the front of the latest one, issue 78, winter 22. So uh, there should be another one dropping through my door shortly. It's the uh, victorious West Ham United. And you look at the kit there, you've got the great Bobby Moore and um, Jeff Hurst. Still the same claret and blue, but the badge is so different. And um, Nottingham Forest, 1945 to 1970, there's a focus on them with the old badge. The Professional Footballers Association sponsor Backpass magazine. And inside, Charlie Cook, Tony Green, uh, Mike Hallowell, Andy Holden, Terry Lees, Trevor Peak, Mark Robbins and Paul Stewart are all uh, previewed and focused on. So, yeah, it's a great magazine and it is going from strength to strength. And so should it because we should never, ever forget our football history. Well, those magazines, what we used to get when I was playing, you know, your shoots and all these, yeah. all these magazines were absolutely fabulous. Even players used to buy those. And you're right, exactly what you're saying is 100% right. Mm. These badge changes, they've only changed for one thing and one thing yeah. only, money. Mm, absolutely. Money. You know, then the fans have got to start to understand this. Yeah. They're not really bothered about the fans. No, I've, I've explained this before on this, on this podcast. Yeah. What they want is fans to buy a TV £10 subscription. Yep. And they want the ground for corporate people. Yep. And I've got to tell, I told you this about a few years ago now, well, a year ago at least, that um, I was told that the Premier League did not need fans in the ground. Mm. It could survive without the fans in the ground. Yeah. You know, but, but us fans being fans, whoever team we support... You know, if, if if it were too expensive to go into grounds, we would still still buy it, wouldn't you? You'd still buy it. You want to, I want to see Sheffield Wednesday play. You want to see Birmingham City play. You people want to see Coventry play. People want to see Morecambe play. People want to see Newcastle play. Well, Newcastle, the Premier League. Mm. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, they've been dictating to us now for years. Yes, we all know the clubs have to make money, right? But not at the expense where people can't afford to go into grounds. And they're dominating uh, what we can do and what we can't do. First play both ways, and it should work both ways. 
Absolutely too. So I wrote a poem about that, give the working man back his simple game. I think it was back in 2003-2004 season. I wrote that, so it was, what, 18 uh, seasons ago. I did notice and listen on the radio coming home uh, today, UEFA had made a statement that it's going to be the financial fair play, 70%. Um, you can't pay any more than 70% of what your, your income is to uh, to wages, and there's going to be a cap. Um, what's your thoughts, firstly, on that? That's going to really benefit the bigger clubs, isn't it? Do you, do you want me to laugh at it? Absolutely, yeah. Because that's... That's all it's worth uh, mentioning because that's on it. It's just a joke for, yeah. for the bigger clubs, and you know as well as I do. Yeah. If bigger clubs look, I love Pep Guardiola and yeah. I love Manchester City to watch them play football. Yeah, they're not my they're not my football team. Sheffield Wednesday's my football team, yeah. and that's yeah. all I will sport until I die, mm. right? But you know as well as I do, whatever they spend, whatever they spend, it will be pushed under the table. Absolutely, compared. To what Birmingham spent, to what yeah. what Derby County spent. Look at poor little Derby County. Mm-hmm. You know, look, you know, all these clubs, Michael, Sheffield Wednesday, they don't go up. I keep telling them all, Wednesday's in massive, massive financial trouble. Yeah. And it's all been it's all been done by greedy, uh, I want to be careful how we put this, but greedy and not the most trustworthy people running our uh, national game. I think you put it very well, TC. And I did notice as well that Alex Ferguson is one of the most handsomely play, paid uh, football league managers. And I thought, blimey, he retired about 10 years ago, but he's still earning more corn than most of them. I didn't read the article, but I thought, blimey, how the hell does that happen? But in the modern game, you think, well, it actually can happen. And they wonder why they're in the troubles that they're in. And it's mainly self-inflicted by people that haven't got a clue how to run a football club when they buy it. Shall we stop saying that? They yeah. haven't got a clue how to run it. They run it for their own pockets, Gabby. Mm. They run it for their own pockets. Yeah. So if they're willing to pay Ferguson extra money now, yeah. it's for him to be quiet yeah. and say the right things, what's going to benefit them. Mm-hmm. Not Ferguson, but it benefits them, but the people what are running our game. Yeah. Our lives have been taken over <clears throat> by not trust, trustworthy politicians, and it's happening in football. You're right what you're saying. Give us back our game. Absolutely. Give it us back. Absolutely, TC. Uh, James Ward-Prowse is free kick the weekend. What an absolute stunner. He's the best free kick taker in the world at the moment. You say that, and he's he's more accurate than the majority of people. Yeah. But that free kick, what... um, and I'm sorry to go off that because it was a great goal. And you're right, he yeah. is, is absolutely sublime. But that bail free kick the other week. Yes, it was. Us. Absolutely. And Aaron Cresswell as well I mean, this weekend. If, yeah. If he were taking free kicks week in and week out, mm. who's to say that he wouldn't be scoring a lot of goals from free kicks? I guess the problem you know. is as well, with somebody like James Ward-Prowse that plays for Southampton, they don't get around the box as often as a, a Manchester City, for argument's sake, or in, in the national team. I've been calling for him to be included, certainly into the squad and into uh, the national team as well. Because when you've got players like Jack Grealish that got the ball and run at defences and get kicked all over the pitch, you start getting kicked and fouled around that box, you've got someone that it's almost like a goal because that kid is absolutely deadly when he puts that ball down. I'm going to give you a little... Uh... Uh, what's going to say? What, what is it? A little um, insight in all yeah. this. Well, I was at Southampton. Yeah. 
he'll be taking free kicks. Yeah. What happens if he goes to Manchester City? For me, he'd still be taking free kicks because he's the best. Yeah, but what I'm saying to you, mm. you, it would be. Yeah. But, you know, you know when you go to you know you go to Manchester City and Liverpool? Yeah. There's big players in that team who say, hey, hang on a bit. Yeah, it's true. You know, now, there's a different thing with Beckham because people like Beckham get it into the contracts mm. that they're on the ball, free kicks and everything else. Yeah. There was a lot of conflict to... to Real Madrid with Zidane wanted to take the free kicks. Uh, Roberto Carlos wanted to take the free kicks. But, but Beckham, the only way Beckham would have taken them if he weren't in the team. Yeah. And I agree with him. I'm not, no. I'm not taking nothing away from him. <clears throat> yeah. That's why when I look at Letizia, I looked at him and I thought, yeah, well done. You could have played bigger clubs. Make no mistake. Mm. I haven't seen anybody in the Premier League score as many spectacular goals as Matt Letizia. Not one play. You can have Ronaldo and all them, you know, because Letizia scored what as good as anybody, right, uh, in the country. And I would say in the world, but playing at Southampton, and no respect to Southampton, great club, I play for it. And it's a fantastic fan base, you know, with the, with the new uh, St. Mary's, getting 30-odd thousand week in, week out. But if Letizia, what well, Real Madrid taking those free kicks and corners and, and scoring goals like it, what would we say about Letizia. Yeah, you're absolutely spot on. How many times have we said, TC, when a player scored a goal, if Messi or Ronaldo would have scored that goal, it had been talked about time and time and time. And you're absolutely right. The big clubs and playing it's for them big clubs. Yeah, it's exactly. Way, it'd be, it'd be same, let's take it away from Southampton. It'd be the same before Sheffield Wednesday. Of course it would. Or Birmingham, it yeah. The elite clubs, you know, are one of the elite players. And Matt Letizia was an elite player. I'll tell you how elite he was. He was brave enough to turn around and say, no, I'm stopping mm. here. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I applaud Matt Letizia, uh f- for being loyal to Southampton when a lot of managers wanted him out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Bramford even had him on the bench, didn't he? Or rather, he dropped him and he didn't even put him on the bench. It's incredible. <laughs> you, you're like, you're thinking, you know just what? Going, what game are I you looking at, mate? <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I... They're the boss. Yeah. Your your get your football, your your career's not in your hands. Because no, what not. you all think. Yeah. I'm telling you now, I don't give a damn. My opinion. Mm. And I'll stick by that. You know, and the reason why Bramford mm. didn't put him on the bench, because I know I've been in they said I've been in more managers' dressing rooms than you'll uh, boot room things, whatever you want to call yeah. them, at the games, than any other player. Mm. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Right? And they've said, uh, what's it we so and so, so and so. Well, he's not been playing particularly well in my eyes. So we've left him out. We won't put him on the bench because we don't want the fans chanting his name. Because in my day, that's what they used to do. Yep. And Letizia, he's under Bradford. They would, the, the, the Southampton fans would be champ, chanting for Letizia yep. if he weren't playing. 100%. And that's why they don't play him because they want to be proven right. 100%. 100% right, TC. Uh, Pedri's goal for Barcelona... For it was absolute quality the way he took it one way, took it the other way, and then stuck it in the back. Reminded a little bit of um, Alan Hudson's goal when uh, he scored a goal like that against Man City, and uh, Tony Curry scoring a goal for um, Sheffield United against West Ham. I think both of them, yeah, definitely both of them were 1975. Brilliant, you know. That's why I think that's great what you were saying about uh, the BBC doing a. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. They'd have to call it something bit different than the match revisited. Mm. But, you know, uh, give a name to it, push it up, pump it up like they did with the Premier League. And that will fetch the people like Curry back in uh, into the limelight, the Bowles, the Hudsons, you know, because what they did to those players, it's not criminal. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm trying to think of a strong word for it, but it was just a crime, yeah. just a crime to, to, to do what they did. These were naturally born, talented players. And forget this, every each and every one of you, forget this, that uh, they didn't work hard, they didn't do this, they didn't do that. They worked as hard as anybody. Absolutely. They worked as yeah. hard as anybody. I've told you, I played with two great players, Peter Reid and, um, and, and John Robertson. And I'll tell him to the face, they were the worst trainers I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. But you know that football field? They lit up the pitch. They lit up the fans. They lit up the other players. Right? And they put fear into other players. Absolutely. So what they've done, what they did to Watson, Curry, Bowles, Worthington, Disgust me. It really disgusts me what they did to him. Absolutely, Tusi. And I had the pleasure of um, the company of a 70s great, well, a 60s great, a 70s great. And I did say to him, if football was a religion, you, sir, would be a prophet. John Giles is uh, autobiography. I'm reading at the moment, a football man, the autobiography. We're going to be talking about that a little bit later in Book Corner. But I asked John if there was a player in the um, in the 70s, was 60s and 70s, that he didn't play with because he played with so many great players. Players. What player would you have liked to play with? And he thought about it. He says, "Do you know there's a player today I'd like to play with, and I'd put him in my third magic moment, and that's Harry Kane." And we were talking about Harry, and I looked at that game against Newcastle. The way he drifts into a midfield position, he puts that ball on the spot, um, certainly for, um, for for his mate Sonny and and others as well. I think Kane. This season, okay, he had a bit of a slow start, but he is just showing everybody what a world-class performer, and not just goal scorer, but goal maker and a goal taker of the highest ability. Then, then too, have got a great understanding song. Absolutely. And and Kane, and this kid who just who just come into the team this last couple of months. What, what's his name? The, the, the foreign guy. He's lit up Tottenham. All three of them. And you're right. Kane will always be a top goal scorer. Now, the, the thing I was going to say to you about, you know, something like Kane, would you want to have a 20-goal, 20-goal <clears throat> season man in your team? Or would you like to have someone, or, or, nearly everyone, contributing to the team with goals? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we all scream and shout for, for Manchester. Well, I don't, and you don't. Mm scream and shout but a lot of people scream and shout about Manchester City not having a centre forward Yeah, but they get they've got everyone else uh, scoring goals and going, I don't want to get, take away from Barry Kane yeah. great and that's great for what you're saying from what Johnny Giles mm. said and when you get a great player like Johnny Giles saying he would have loved to play you know you've got to have a lot of admiration for uh, Harry Kane because this is not a manager 
if he's not do as he tells him to do, this is another great player saying what a player yeah. he is. So for me, when it comes from these type of people, it's you know it's a great compliment, and I mean a great compliment. Absolutely, and uh, while we're just still in the magic moments, um, we've seen a little bit of European football, and uh, Benzema's two goals in particular. The third goal was a cock up by the goalkeeper and defender. What's going off at Chelsea? I don't know. I mean, four one against Brentford, and now three one against Madrid. Uh, it's not looking good at the moment for them, but it is looking good for Benzema. I mean, what a! I mean, that first header. That was magnificent. I've got to say, the build-up was, was awful defensively, but a lovely little give-and-go. And he looked a bag of tricks, that, uh, that lad that played up front. I thought, blimey, he, Boy, he got he's, pace, he got everything, hadn't he? he he's a player. Yeah. But, at, but at the end of the day, mm. when, you look at, when you look at it, and it's an t- entertainment sport, if I went to watch a singer, and he, and he it was different from, from his records, yeah. I won't go again. Yeah. If I went to watch a show and the play were a poor uh, performance, I won't go again. And what I'm getting to is this. When anybody tells me, and they're entitled to their opinion, mm. that's okay. But when anybody tells me about Simeone <sighs> and defensive football... Oh, he draws you mad. I wouldn't like, watch him. I'll, I'll close the curtains. You'll never win no without being organised. Yeah. You'll never win no without quality defenders. Yeah. And you'll never win no when you gain silly goals away. Yeah. But I'll tell you this, I'd sooner win nothing, nothing, than watch that type of football. I turned that off after the first half. I am... I'm embarrassed to say I, I used to be a footballer and mm. that would happen. And then I listened to these experts. Yeah. All they could talk about is teams that can defend like that. And if you, if you get beat, they turn around and say, well, they're not playing foot manager or uh, they're not organised. It's a it's the biggest load of rubbish I've heard in my life because there's always got to be a winner. There's always got to be a loser. Right? Yeah, but, absolutely. <sighs> Man, uh, Man City won one nil. I I couldn't enjoy that game, Gabby. I really could not. Um, but I get, I can see why some do because th- that they love that type of thing. Stop the stop the stop the big teams uh, and let's win as an underdog. But they're not an underdog. They're a big team. Yeah, I, so, I, I so just let them have let them have the Super League, and I guarantee you that'll fail quicker than what people think it would fail. Because yeah. I keep telling you, Gabby, mm. not one of these want to finish bottom. If they have a Super mm. League, regardless of what you say, Gabby, not one of them will want to finish bottom of that league table. Because the gap gets bigger. Do you know why? Yeah. Whoever wins it will always get the most money. Yeah, absolutely. But you're absolutely spot on. I mean, I remember as a kid uh, watching Atletico Madrid or Atletico, there's no H in Atletico Madrid, uh, play against Celtic, I think it was 1974. Ruben Ayala played for um, yes, I remember him. Madrid that day. I thought they were an absolute disgrace and the dirtiest bunch of bastards I'd ever seen play football. As a kid watching that, it was it was brutal, absolutely brutal. And I thought, that ain't football. And what I watched, you're right, against Man City, I looked at it, they weren't as brutal, but they were leaving the footing everywhere. And I thought, you know what? That ain't football. And if that's all you they can never do... They went past the halfway line. No, absolutely, Tisa, Absolutely. If that's all you can do in terms of, I'm saying, playing football, and I didn't see any evidence of football by Atletico Madrid, 
I'd sooner not bother. It's absolute dirge. And I think it, they should be had for crimes against football, for performances like that. I think it's a disgrace. And for people... When you when you look at that, yeah, I mean they've got some real superstars in that uh, oh. Atletico Madrid team. Griezmann and that little Portuguese fellow, uh, Felix, Joe Felix, great players. But you're just I, I thinking, think... why would I play for them? Uh, you tell me. I don't know. You tell me. I don't because know. I tell you what, I've never been as disgusted. I've seen some bad games in my life. Yeah. Right? But this is a this is a big team playing that way. I yeah. was so. Well, and when they're saying, bring him football. over... Put, yeah. He put me off football, obviously, did. Bring Simeone over to Man United. Oh, the fans would love him there. Yeah, Absolute yeah. joke. Yeah. Absolute yeah. joke. If he come to my team, I, well, I, I mean, I don't go like I used to. But, uh, Do you think Manchester City would want him? Do you think no. Do no. you think Liverpool would want him? No. I don't think anybody would want him that's decent. I'm amazed he spent that much time at Atletico Madrid. Absolutely mm. awful. But uh, moving on, TC, Book Corner, in association with myfootballbooks.com. I did briefly uh, mention uh, John, and I've cut a podcast with him. A uh, fabulous hour and a half walking down memory lane with John Giles. You notice it's all name changed this week, TC. I might start calling you Ted or Teddy or Edward because that's your <laughs> real name, not Terry. <laughs> but his name's John Giles. It ain't Johnny. Everybody in Ireland calls him John. And I, I did say then, he said, you can call me Johnny if you want to, Paul. And I said, no, what? we'll call you John. That's your name. But his name isn't even John. His name's Michael. So it's Michael John John. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is, yeah. Well, I, I would imagine that somebody else would have been called jo- uh, Michael. So the so right use his, you know, his middle name. You know what I mean? His dad didn't like when it. When you were kids. Yeah, but it, 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 I, cause I asked him that, and he says, "No, my dad didn't like the name." So oh, right. yes, he just called me John. He didn't like Michael. But I don't know why, but he said he, he didn't like the name Michael, um, and they called him John. But when okay. he come over to England, it's like with um, uh, Jackie Carey. His name is Jackie Carey. He won the FA Cup for Manchester United in 1948, uh, Ireland international. When he come over to England, they called him Johnny Carey, Liam Whelan, one of the Busby babes. Yeah. It's, it's funny. How did how, you know? know. How did it come? I mean, shows how many times I tell people in football my name's Ted. Yeah, no, yeah. They just ignored it. I ignored you. <laughs> it just shouldn't be right. I mean, they used to call him in England Billy Whelan. His name wasn't Billy. It was Liam. And you just think, how do you do that? It's not it, like, and, and John was saying, you know, he told his mum, and his mum said, well, just don't answer him, John. <laughs> just ignore him, don't answer him. Little people in my village called me, Terry. I grew up with him. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I understand it now. You know, being in football, if I wanted to do something, that, yeah, because people are obviously Terry covered. But, you know, when you think about it, especially when I was playing football, and I tell even Cluffy mm-hmm. would call you Edward, yeah, and then he, turned, he went back, you know, but he'd call you Golden Balls or you know, Young Man, all that type of thing, yeah. Uh, after he'd stopped calling you Edward, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's crazy, completely crazy. But it is a fantastic read. I am uh, halfway through the book. I'm a very slow I'm reader. I'm a fantastic player, no. Yeah, but it, it, it is a page turner and there's some 
brilliant stories and I've got a lot of those stories on the podcast which I'm is out yeah which is out on uh, out on Monday TC so I'm very much looking forward to to listening to that I mean uh, uh, Jimmy is nipper and uh, Rob Bishop organized it and set it uh, up for me and, um, and and Jimmy I've thanked Jimmy for it and Jimmy said I'm looking forward to listening to it Paul and I said I am as well because your dad's an absolute legend and I, I tell you what what a gentleman as well TC what a gentleman, you know, so softly spoken. You know, on the football field, Gabby, he mm? went one nasty piece of work. I stuck up for myself on a football field, and then people said to me off it, Yeah. You're a complete different bloke. Yeah. I said, When somebody's kicking you, what were you yeah. going to do? Yeah. You know, and he's, it, it, I've seen it. I've seen it. And I look at some players, and I think, <laughs> what a plus. George Best was so quiet when he spoke. Yeah. Off it. You know, it's, it's amazing. People have a different uh, perspective of anyone on a football field or any cricket pitch or any up to wander off off the pitch. Absolutely, and we did talk about um, the way that John's uh, reputation preceded him, and uh, he told me I, I did know because I've read it in the book why John uh, John was made that way. Football made him. He didn't create himself to be that type of player. But he got done a couple of times. Johnny Watts done him for Birmingham against you've Man got to, United. You've got to protect yourself. Absolutely. And Eddie McCready done him. And, and Uddy told me it was an assault. And John said in them days, he used to was you know, too, so you played. He said, yeah, you had to commit GBH and then you probably only get a booking. But um, he, he decided mean, then that he was going to protect himself. I understand <clears> these <throat> defenders kicking me. I get it. Yeah, I yeah. get it. Right. But when one kicks you, and not, and, and then the next one kicks you, and you don't, and the third one only gets booked. Yeah. Right. And if you if you've retaliated to two two of those, you've gone. You're off the pitch. Yeah. And people wouldn't, you know. You, do you think uh, people people don't understand is this? At quarter three, ten to three, I used to say to myself, don't get involved with referees. Yeah. And then when somebody absolutely comes and absolutely tries to break your leg, you've got to turn around and say, hang on a bit, ref. What are you going to do about that? I didn't say it as polite as that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I would turn around and put some explicit in. You know what I mean? So you dirty. Referee, yeah. You know, and I understand. I understand. But uh, how does he felt if somebody went near Tim as a referee? Yeah, absolutely. Because that's what it's equivalent to. Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. You know, if he's protected, I'm not protected. Mm. I'm only protected after third foul. Yeah. Because the first one... First one, a second, a bit, a second. Mm. First one, a third. You know, unbelievable, Gabby. I yeah. mean, unbelievable. It is TC. And uh, second in uh, Book Corner, I'm doing a, a podcast with Andy. Uh, it will be part seven. It's going to be called the, uh, the. Again, I've got another group because I lost the old group of Book Corner. It's called the Football Book Corner because I did join a group. I thought I was joining I'm my fine. own group, Book Corner, and I joined some other group. So, uh, me being a kind of technophobe, I don't know what I'm doing half the time. So, it's uh, the Football the football book corner to listen to the rest of this podcast please go to www.patreon.com forward slash srb media or just follow the links in the description thank you when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.